life lessons for the new believer. What are the values that new believers should have? How do they prioritize themselves? How are they different than the world? All these things will be discussed on today's session from Matthew 6, 32-33 on New Values by Paul Bucknell, produced by Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net. Discuss these verses from Matthew 6, 32 to 33. For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. These are exciting verses, and we'll be noticing that it talks about a number of things. First of all, what do the world is looking for? What are the Gentiles looking for? We also want to focus on how the heavenly Father is our Heavenly Father. He cares for us. Because He cares for us, He calls us to seek something else. His kingdom, His righteousness. When we do this, God will take care of us. All the things we need, He will provide. So our new trust enables new values. We trust our Father. He helps us to value what He values. These values steer our focus on what we do, what we prioritize in our life. And lastly, it's just a general description of how the world is so different than God's children. Instead of seeking what's on our heart, we're seeking what's on God's heart. Now, firstly, let's look at verse 32, the world's values. Notice how it says the Gentiles eagerly seek these things. What things is he talking about? Well, in the prior verse, verse 31, he's talking about that which you eat, what you drink, um, what you wear, your clothes. And they deeply value them, of course. Uh, these are things that are very important. If they don't have them, everyone goes in need. But the Gentiles, which refers to those who are non-Jews, or no, not God's people that don't know God, uh, is basically describing the unbeliever who focuses on these things in his life. Instead, we have another way of living as his children. He knows we need these things. We are his children. You need all these things. So in one sense, we believers have the same concerns and needs as the people in the world, the unbelievers. The difference is Gentiles eagerly focus on those things. that They search for them because they're so important to their life. For us, we instead have our confidence that God knows those needs that we have. And he'll take care of them. Let's look at these principles that we have here. God's children share the same needs as unbelievers. We all have the same needs. The world, however, focuses on securing those things. But we realize that's not what God wants for us. We need these things, but God wants us to focus on other things. But first, let's think about the comfort that God gives us. He gives us a knowledge that because God is our Heavenly Father, He is our personal Heavenly Father. He's there. He's, he's our Heavenly Father. And so, as a good Father, He would care for those needs that we have. He knows. In other words, he pays close attention to all our needs. He's involved in our lives. Let's look at the principles set here. The mighty God is our Heavenly Father. It's not just anyone. He, the one who made the heavens, the one who created the Garden of Eden, uh, he's the one that loves us and provides for us. He knows uh, what our needs are, and he puts our attention on taking care of those. Now, since he's prepared to take care of them, it releases us. Now, this is where our focus is different than those in the kingdom, uh, those in the world. 
he says seek first okay so first of all let's think we're going to be focusing first on what his kingdom and because we are to seek that means we focus we put our minds to something that's very important and it's very important for a new believer to get this down because this will involve his his or her whole christian life because god cares for us we can focus our minds on something else you only can look one way you can't look ahead of you and behind you it doesn't work you can focus one way so when he releases us we know that he's going to take care of our physical emotional spiritual needs then we can focus on other things that he puts before us and that's one key thing that distinguishes his children because we're going to have the same heart same focus as our father now the word first here shows us that we need to prioritize and focus on these things we'll look at that in a moment let's just summarize some of these principles now unbelievers and believers are both seeking but God's children need not focus on needs, but on something else that he's going to set before us. Because of God's care for us, then we can focus on something else. Now, this is the first thing we're going to focus on, his kingdom. Now, there's two things. One is kingdom and his righteousness. But this kingdom is what we want to discuss here. What is the kingdom? First, Seek first his kingdom. What does it refer to? Well, he's talking about God's kingdom, Christ's kingdom. And it's basically describing the places that conform to God's holy ways. In other words, wherever God's people are that live out his ways, this is where his kingdom is. This is where he dwells, he rules, where his laws, his truths, his person is respected. And we want to expand that kingdom. So in other words, we need to first of all be kingdom focused. We reshape our lives around his person and purpose. As we do that, we align it. And so we ask in our heart, what does God want done? We participate in this kingdom expansion. Very important. Second of all, we need to seek his righteousness. Okay, remember, priority. We seek first. And those are the many things we'll be looking for in life. But these are the two things that he prioritizes for us. One, his kingdom. Second of all, his righteousness. Now, this is another word we don't really understand. But his righteousness is basically doing things in a way, in the proper way, the right way. It talks about how we rightly relate to others. We rightly treat people. We're kind to them. We're helpful. Even if they're mean to us, we're still going to be righteous. We're going to live out right character and, and qualities in our life. Now, when we begin to prioritize these two things, his kingdom and his righteousness, we'll actually be establishing new values in our life. We'll be saying that these things are more important than other things. And therefore, the way we work, the way we buy things, the way we sell things, the way we study, all has to do with these things. The way we relate to other people, make friends. His values become our values. In other words, the people are more important than the things, uh, the money, the food, the records. We're not going to steal. We're going to be honest. People are more important. We're not going to take their things for us. That's the world. That's the selfishness. And we're going to be asking regarding righteousness, how would God want me to do this? In other words, how we do something is very important. How we treat people is of high priority. God wants us to love one another. Now let's focus on our needs from Matthew 6.33. We'll notice here that once we do seek his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to you. Now, what does all these things refer to? 
it refers to all our needs. Now, our needs are not always our wants, and they're very different sometimes. When he focused on it, it's our food, our thirst, our clothing, the most basic things. Now, when we have things above them, it's not that we can't have them. But the point is, when we have a real need for these essential things in life, God will take care of them. All these things that we really need. We do not need to question in our minds what we really need. We can trust him. We can trust him to take care of them if we focus on what he wants. And this allows us to step above and live above our own physical needs, our desires, or lust. See, he says, these will be added to you. You don't have to work for them. Uh, our, our focus is on his kingdom and righteousness. These things will mean God will supply these things as we care for his work. Now let's look at these last principles. So no real need is unimportant. We're never saying that our needs are not important. God recognizes them and he sets his heart to focus and fulfill them. But it enables us to be free to focus on what he wants. We don't have to take care of them. They'll just be added when we do what he wants. Now, let me give you two examples. First of all, simple obedience. Sometimes we wonder, well, should, should I lie or steal to get something? I, I need it so much. Well, no, we can pause and say, no, that's not the way God is. He doesn't want me to take things from others. It belongs to them. I'll trust him. So I will not steal, choose not to steal or lie, but I will trust instead. I'll send a prayer to God. God, you take care of my needs. And he'll take care of our needs. Uh, faith missions, by the way, is, is all based on God's kingdom, his purpose. In other words, I'm willing, even without a guaranteed salary, I don't know where my money's coming in. That's what I've been living at for the last 10 years. Even though I don't know where those things are coming in, he will provide for them. And in other words, it allows me to obey without putting that money issue in front of me. Otherwise, if I said, well, I want a full salary or whatever first, I would never get to do what God wants for my life. And so this frees us to live differently. And it's just amazing. You see, God's children can live differently because God cares for our genuine needs, including things like food and clothing, housing and cold weather. Uh, this frees us to be different from the world, which only focuses on caring for its own needs. That's what worldliness is. They're just so focused on trying to get things for their own life instead of freeing us to, to be mission-driven for his kingdom and, and trying to think, how does God want to use my life to expand his kingdom, both in the church and our own personal lives and families? We're also righteous-driven. In other words, we're going to focus on treating people rightly, no matter how we feel, no matter how they treat us. And this is the way we overcome selfishness. It becomes a deep value within us. God's kingdom, his priorities, his ways, his right way of treating people. And this is what God has given to us. So these are our new values. It starts with God's care for all our needs. That faith enables us to have a new focus based on our new values. We're going to focus on God's purposes, his kingdom. We're going to focus on God's ways, his righteousness. So we're going to try to expand his kingdom and participate in his ways. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for these new values that you put in our life. These are kingdom values. We desire your work in our lives. We desire, Lord, to live above our own needs, to live for others. We know that's the way Jesus lived. That's the way we want to live, to be your kingdom people. Now, we thank you for your calling as your children, Lord. 
We have a lot of things to learn, but the most basic is your Heavenly Father cares for you, for us. And when we can put that basic trust in, we know, Lord, that when we do what you want, you will always care for our needs. We thank you in Jesus' name. This concludes this session on Life Lessons for the New Believer, New Values, Matthew 6, 32-33, by Paul Bucknell. Produced by Biblical Foundations for Freedom, www.foundationsforfreedom.net.